this week I've got joining me Spectre from the BSO Gun Channel. What's up, Spectre? What's up, brother? Thanks for having us on the show. I know it's been a while since we uh, helped co-host the show. You know, things have been really busy. We uh, we met up at the NRA convention, and uh, we got some things to say. That's right. We got we got to get some things off our chest. We got to blow some steam. But uh, first off, I want to thank a bunch of people uh, from this, this past NRA show. I'd like to thank the guys over at Atlas Defense, Joe, Charles, Zach, for shacking me up. <laughs> Those guys gave me a place to stay during the, the event. Uh, I had poor planning on my part and didn't book a hotel or anything like that. But uh, thanks to them, uh, had a place to stay, was able to get in a couple of days at the NRA. I was only planning on going like just one day, but uh, I made uh, was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I made it. Uh, if you haven't checked out their new, have you? Did you? Did you see their new logo they've got? The machine gun smile. No, I, I have not seen that. Oh my gosh, it's it's freaking hilarious. They've got a shirt now that's got like the smiley face behind one of their full auto grenade launchers that they've got, which is classified as a machine gun. They had to classify it as a machine gun because it shot so many rounds a minute. But they've got one of their, uh, they got like a smiley face shooting one of their uh, grenade launchers on the shirt. Pretty awesome. It says machine gun smile. So just that one. This, this is what I have people for. This is I, 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 I deploy people to various points in the show. I gotcha. Somebody missed that one. I, yeah. So I can tell them later. So I've got uh, I've got a I've got their vector file and I'm going to be putting that logo on the lead sled. And yes, lead heads, the new wrap did arrive. In the Multicam black camo is on the lead sled now. I'll be posting pics once I get uh, all our sponsors' logos on that. Um, ran into the guys at Mission 22, Randy and Brian. They hooked me up with a new Mission 22 hat. They were set up at the Samson booth. Did you guys make it over to the Samson booth at all? No. We, uh, we checked them out at SHOT Show. We had a, uh, a potential project working over there. Cool. Uh, they, uh, we haven't done anything with Samson. Of the rails, I think they're 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 kind of neat, but yeah. uh, I just don't personally own anything with their stuff. Uh, I would like to see them go and walk, and then maybe I would be a little bit more interested. Right. Well, you never know. I mean, maybe they have that in the works. I haven't talked much to those guys. Uh, the only reason I went over there was because Brian and uh, Randy were over there from Mission Twenty Two. Check them out. Uh, they introduced me to a gentleman called Rick. And I'm going to mess up his last name. It's C-I-C-E-R-O. And uh, he's he's the founder of HAVA, H-A-V-A. Are you familiar with that organization? No, not. So they, he's a, a wounded veteran himself who's lost two limbs. And uh, you know, they're dedicated to helping, obviously, disabled veterans get back and enjoying life, which, you know, we're a big proponent of here at Talking Lead. And uh, Rick, I think it's... Ciro is how you say his name, uh, but he's gotten into like MMA fighting, jiu-jitsu, uh, I think he's got like a blue belt or something, I don't know if that's a good thing, I, I don't know anything about karate, what about you? Yeah, I've only taken a few days of like uh, mixed martial arts and usually it ends with me limping away, or why I carry a gun, I haven't lost too many fist fights except for this big one over here, but uh, right. yeah. 
this with firearms are for. But, uh, you know, just as a caveat to that, uh, that organization, there are not enough of those organizations. And every time I hear one, I put it on my list of, of things to look up because the state of affairs, being the VA, is atrocious, just completely unfair. So oh, yeah. you would just like to step in and, and pick up the slack on that. Right. And if, you know, if we would do that with more things in life instead of relying on the government and just the population take care of themselves, we'd be a whole lot better off. But definitely the VA has a, a role that they need to be doing that they're not stepping up to do. Yeah, I got out in January, and I still haven't been able to get into the VA to get my uh, disability rated. Are you, uh, now tell everybody who you are. we got a, got a visitor with uh, Spectre today. Mr. Tactical Bacon, Spectre's brother, recently just got out of the service. Can you talk about what branch and all that? Um, I was in our, our nation's Navy. And uh, <laughs> I was involved in military intelligence. And uh, so you just recently got out, and you're having an issue trying to get you an appointment with the VA. Are you guys turning up the volume on your end? No. Okay, because I keep turning the volume down right here, but it, it keeps going up for some reason. Uh, it might be uh, proximity to a phone or something like that. I'll put it down. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how you'd be able to control my audacity, though. This whole thing's going to get blacked out, and we're not going to get it. Pretty much. The file's going to get erased. You're going to get a virus. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to show up, and all my equipment's going to be gone. Yeah, well, so to go back on that, I got I got out in January. I was stationed in Virginia. Um, I had absolutely no luck um, even getting seen at the VA. I had two appointments, both of which I sat in. So the first one, I sat in the waiting room for six hours. I was that guy who kept going up to the waiting room. Wasn't there something in the news recently about one of the VA officials comparing the wait at the VA to something at Disneyland? I don't know. I saw something brief about that. Have you guys seen that? I saw some Facebook posts, but I didn't read it. Yeah, um, he's gotten a lot of backlash from that. Um, they're, they're pretty much crucifying him right now. But uh, Do you know what the statement was? He, he said that when comparing the effectiveness of the VA, we shouldn't track wait times because uh, organizations that that track the the effectiveness of their organization don't. For instance, Disneyland doesn't track how long the wait for the rides are. They just track the satisfaction. <laughs> they track the satisfaction. Oh my God. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. 
The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. Okay, here, I found it right here. So it's the uh, VA secretary facing the bipartisan firestorm over Disney comments. Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert McDonald is scrambling to calm a growing bipartisan firestorm after downplaying veteran wait times at VA hospitals by comparing them to wait times for rides at Disney theme parks. McDonald made the comments Monday morning and faced a backlash at Capitol Hill almost immediately. Uh, Secretary McDonald postured statements right out of Never Never Land. I call, I call on him to resign because it's clear he cannot prioritize getting our veterans the health care they deserve and have earned in a timely manner. Well, look, I think it's a funny comment. Like, you can't help but see the, the humor in it, but at the same time, like, that is just uncool. It's completely uncool. All, all, jokes, all jokes these days are pretty much universally inappropriate, right? There are just certain things you just don't touch. So this is a very inappropriate comment that has some satirical value, but when you really look at the issue, we're talking about dudes that are hurt, right? That are got hurt doing stuff for us. Like, that's just not cool, right? No, it's not. Like, you have to so, talk comment, but at the same time, you have to bring it home and be like, yeah. So, so even Disney pushed back on the Secretary's comment. Disney theme parks representative told Independent Review that they do, in fact, take wait times very seriously at their parks. And a large team of highly trained industrial <laughs> engineers are tasked with improving our guest experience from transportation to guest flow to ride comfort and certainly wait times. When you go to Disney, do they measure the number of hours you wait in line or what's important? What's important is what's your satisfaction with the experience. That's the comment that McDonald made right there that got him in all the stuff. Well, at least if you're a veteran at Disney, at Disney World, you, you, get a, you get some help on your tickets. You want to hear uh, Donald Trump's tweet on it? Oh, I would love to hear Donald Trump's tweet. This has got to be good. Okay, so it says, Obama's VA secretary just said we shouldn't measure wait times. Hillary says VA problems are not widespread. I will take care of our vets. Exclamation point. Boom. That's what he said. Let's see what uh, so Paul Ryan. Does anybody care what Paul Ryan said? Who, who really cares what Paul Ryan said? But yeah. um, I thought him. I thought Trump would have something more uh, smartass to say. That, that wasn't that wasn't very funny. Yeah, I thought it was going to be pretty uh, colorful and informal. But he was at the NRA annual meeting this weekend. Yeah, I, uh, he was walking around the floor for part of it, and then he was also he gave a speech. Um, I did not see him except for on a monitor. Saw friends that like covered the speech as well as uh, met him on the floor, and it was kind of funny because the Secret Service had their work cut out for them because they would create like a perimeter around him and like they would like literally wand you and check you and you had to like relinquish your weapons before you got within a certain distance of him and stuff like that. Right. So there was some grumbling I hear about that, but at the same time, I think everybody just kind of recognized like, yeah, okay. 
this is this is just for reason. Right. I mean, he's potentially the next president of the United States, so they're just doing their due diligence and getting yeah. them as safe as I mean, possible. They're doing their job, basically. Oh yeah. So let me ask you a question. So if you were in the area and you wanted to walk up and talk to Donald Trump, and you had a choice of walking up and talking to Donald Trump and getting frisked by the Secret Service or not doing it, would you would you uh, would you do it? Yeah, I'd do, I'd do it. Yeah, absolutely. I could say, no, I could say, I got frisked by the Secret Service. That'd be cool. The, the mud girl in the background asked, uh, "How cute is the Secret Service agent?" That is <laughs> well, that plays a big part in it. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it would pay. Uh, I suppose that's something to do with it. If he's got some gnarly fingernails and you know calloused up hands like I got, and he's going to be frisking me, I might think twice about that. I, I think they're pretty well manicured, from what I hear. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I would like to have, uh, you know, been able to, to meet him, shake his hand, and just say hey. Not that I agree with, you know, all the crap that he says all the time. But be cool to say I met Donald Trump. You know. To be honest, I would relinquish my weapon for a few for a few minutes. You know, now if I was going to stand there for like hours upon hours, I don't know. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. No, absolutely so. not. No, I mean, I, if it's just like, hey, we got to take this. They've got guns, so if you know something happens, they're they're probably trained a lot better than I am. And of course, uh, if one of them if one of them goes down, I can grab their crap and you know start going John Wayne on somebody. Well, they have better guns too. They have way better guns. Yes, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> they got MP7s. They got, sevens. They got they full auto stuff, man. Yeah, well, um, you know, from from personal experience, I think the. That Trump is going to be a handful for the Secret Service because uh, he actually visited one of the, the commands I was at. Yeah. And he was just like walking around, just like talking to everyone. Yeah. Just walking up to, to random people and shaking their hand and be like, hey, how are you? And he's a really nice guy. Well, you know, he wants votes. So he's got to well, uh, I mean, that was six years ago. Oh, six years ago. Yes, he's playing his scenes back. Hey, Ralph, Zipper Pie, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. First off, how many how many NRA conventions have you been to? Yeah, 
fact that, you know, we've been going to this thing, I've been the last four years, you know, we have been, you know, you, I don't know how many, you've probably been more than that, I'm sure. No, four. I've been to four. You've been to four also. So we've been doing it about the same amount of time. But each time, I mean, you know, we submit our credentials. They're supposed to be doing the background, uh, the due diligence. You know, whether we're worthy media or not, it's never explained to me what the purpose of this uh, escort was supposed to be. So yes, let's, let's actually break that down for a second because, like, I don't think we've thoroughly explained what this is. Okay, yeah, let's uh, back up a little bit. Yeah, so well, I'm going to back up to months ago, actually. It took, it took an arm and a leg to get media credentials for this thing, all right? Like, I've showed up the day of the show before and gotten my media credentials. I went through the motions and months ago got, got media credentials for my entire crew so that we could have multiple photographers, multiple cameras running, so we could go visit booths and, and take video, right? And get so, coverage. Yeah. yeah. Give them free get, coverage. Yeah, to get some coverage, even short stuff for, like, social media or whatever. Like, that happened, and it was a, it was a terrible time to get it. They were unresponsive. It was disorganized. And then I get there, and they ask you, there's a blue badge and a pink badge, and the pink badge requires escort if you want to take video. You can take photography, you can do photography, you can do uh, still photos if you've got the blue badge. Uh, and she was like, yeah, you can do this or that. And I, I said, you know, give us the pink badge and we'll just come get an escort when we need one, right? Well, we get to the door, they won't let us in. And I told them, like, hey, we're, we're not filming right now. You know, we'll come get you when we need you. And she, they literally would not let us in the door with the pink badge. So we had to go back and get, get the correct badge. And I basically told them, then, like, we're not going to cover the event now. Like, you're going to treat us like reprobates. Like amateurs. Show. Like, this is our first rodeo. Yeah. So, I just don't, I don't understand this, especially when the when the convention is open to the public. Exactly. Or, I suppose, anybody with NRA credentials, which is any NRA member, can walk in there. Everybody's got a cell phone in their pocket. They can pull it out at any minute and take photo, take video, video, or anything. So let's take it one step further. You and I go to SHOT Show every year. You know what kind of a credentialing process that is, right? We, and we are able to be in the same room in the same space as people like Dev Brew and Film. We're, we're trusted to be able to do that, but we can't go to the NRA show with thousands upon thousands of people that have the ability to film without an escort. Sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm literally not even going to take a camera to the next day Yes, I'm a member of the media, but I, I may not even register. I'm a voting member of the NRA. I don't need press credentials to get into the show. And maybe if I didn't have press credentials, I would. It would have been would. a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> so here was, here's my experience. So I got there. So, but I'll let you go ahead and do your thing. Yeah, so mine was very similar experience. However, they didn't explain all that to me. So when I went up to get my badge, they go, are you broadcast media uh, or are you print? I think print or something like that. And I was like, well, what do you mean by broadcast? I mean, I'm not going to be you know, broadcasting anything live. I've got a video camera. You know, I'm going to be taking some uh, pictures. And uh, they're like, okay. So they did, they just like, okay, get him his badge. So they give me this pink badge. Don't explain anything to me. You know, here's your badge. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to video, blah, blah, blah. You know, have a nice show. That's basically all they told me. So I put everything on, go over, grab a drink, head out, get to the door, just like you, 
I get the big, you know, hand in the face. Stop. Where are you going? You can't go in here without an escort. I'm like, what do you mean an escort? They're like, you got to go back to the press room, and they have to assign you an escort. I'm like, they didn't say anything about an escort to me. So I'm sitting there, you know, arguing with these people, and they're not budging. So I'm like, screw it. So I went them back. I was like, hey, guys, what's up with this escort stuff? You didn't mention anything about an escort. They're like, oh, yeah, if you've got to have an escort before you can can go into the show. I'm like, okay, well, what's the escort for? And they couldn't tell me what the escort was. They're like, you just have to have someone with you. I was like, so the whole show, I've got to have a tag along with me during the whole show? Well, just when you're filming. I don't understand that because I never know when I'm going to be filming. You know, a lot of these things happen impromptu. You know, they just, they just happen spur of the moment. So I said, the majority of what I'm going to be doing is just walking around, talking to people, Know, making new contacts, talking to old friends. That's basically all I'm going to be doing. I might take some pictures. I might do some video. Who knows? I was like, just give me one of those blue badges. They wouldn't give me one of those blue badges. So, I, yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, so where's the escort at? I said, I've got, you know, I've got appointments to, to get to. It took them 25 minutes to get me an escort, first off, to get in this thing. Girl shows up. I mean, she's nice enough. She's like, you ready to go? I'm like, sure. So I started walking off, and then there's this other, I don't know who it was, but there was this other people that were waiting on an escort, too, and they start walking with us. And I'm like, wait a minute, guys. I said, this is my escort. They go, they go well, we've been waiting 15 minutes. I said, well, I've been waiting 25, so you go back and you get you another one. <laughs> I was like, this is my escort. So we walk in. Dude's still following us. I'm like, okay. I said, we're going to be doing my stuff, so you're more welcome to tag along, dude. So I was like, first off, I need to get to the Ackles Defense booth because I need to drop some of my stuff off. You know how it is trying to get from one place to another once you get on the floor. You run into 15,000 people you know, and you stop, you take two steps, you talk for an hour. You know, Finally, you get to where your destination is after about half the day. So 30 minutes into this, you know, I was telling this girl what was going to happen. I'm like, look, I said, I'm not even planning on videoing until tomorrow. I said, but you're more than welcome to follow me around. I'll introduce you to people. Uh, but this is what I'm going to be doing. An hour into it, after I talked to like four different people, and I'd only made it like 30 feet, <laughs> she's like, look, you obviously don't need an escort. I was like, duh. She goes, she's like, do me a favor. Just take your thing out of the pink badge. I was like, I've got a Max Tradition, one that I use every show. I'll pop it in there. It's a neutral thing. She's like, perfect. She goes, enjoy the show. I'm sorry to have to put you through this. And I never heard another word about an escort after that the rest of the evening. Well, we were in the same boat. Like, I, I, in fact, I thought about going back and getting a pink badge just to make one of their people follow me around the entire show because, no joke, we did the same thing. It was walk 10 feet, see another person that we knew. I spent the entire day Friday just we didn't even go visit anybody. Right. Like we literally like we didn't have any appointments the entire show. Right. It was like, oh, there's the century booths. Let's go talk to our friends from Century. Oh, yeah. there are the tactical response people. Let's go talk to our friends, uh, you know, from Tactical Response. There are, you know, insert vendor here. We were just kind of stream of consciousnessing the whole show. Right. And then you run into fans of your show, and you talk to them, and you spend time with them, and 
Yeah, I mean, and that's what the, the whole show was. He contemplated dragging a, a, a escort through that whole thing just to... Well, that's, just that was it. my plan with this, little, with this little girl. I was going to drag her along with me through this whole weekend. And just so she could go back and report to her people, like, this was the stupidest idea ever. <laughs> because I guarantee you, about the time I was hanging hanging out over over at uh, Alexander Arms booth uh, with Bill Alexander, you know, he's like a, an engineer, a physicist, and he's a gun maker and an ammo maker. Mm-hmm. By the time him and I got to talking physics and uh, oh yeah, internal workings of you know a, a magazine design and head spacing on ammo and stuff like that, that escort would have fallen asleep and fallen down on the floor. Oh yeah. And I know. there for two hours at his booth, just walking by and saying, Hey, there's Bill, let's go talk to him, you know? And there's like, there's no way they could have had as many escorts as they needed to accommodate everybody. There's no, no way. No way. Like I said, it took them twenty five minutes to get somebody down there for for the even meet. Yeah. So, you know So welcome to the Jack Wagon Train NRA media organizers. Yeah, for for failing in life. Good good job. Huge fail. Yeah. So, uh, multiple excuses for it. I know that I've heard two or three, but the one that I heard was that some foreign guy from like Britain or something like that came in and did a bunch of like bad press or something like that, or, or was like getting belligerent with uh, manufacturers he didn't like or something like that, and that is why this occurred. What else did you hear that was uh, that were excuses? I've never got an explanation. They were never able to give me an explanation as to why this was in effect. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the only other one that I heard was uh, that they were they were worried about like people like CNN and like the libertarian press coming in and 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 you know just. But that's the thing. If if they're if they're not screening these people beforehand, what are they doing? Why do we have to submit applications? Because I'm like you. I submitted my stuff months months ahead of time. And I didn't actually hear back from somebody after after four uh, questions, you know, sending them, hey, I haven't heard anything. Is anybody going to get in touch with me? What, you know, what's one week before NRA, I finally got a response from somebody. They, and they, they're like, you're good, you're approved. This is, this is an easy thing to do. Like, and this is very, very simple. Like, you're either approved media or you're not. You're either vetted or you're not. So, look, like you said at the very beginning, we've been there for four shows. We're in the system. sign up, there's a little desk you can go sign up at and pay your membership fee to 
get in. You know, but so but they're not letting media people. That's just joining the NRA to get in the, the convention. You know, somebody showed up with a big chant, you know, a big thing of cameras and microphones and stuff like that coming in as a, a new member. That ought to throw up some red flags, huh? Right. No, no joke. But like, I mean, I, I get it for like like CNN. Like, I, I'm going to venture to guess that very few people who watch MSNBC are NRA members. Um, right. But you know, those those news outlets were there. I saw a dude in a CNN shirt. Now that dude, that dude representing that organization should be escorted, certainly. Right. Right. Think they would have you would think that a big organization like that they would have somebody assigned to them anyway, just yeah. to just to get them where they need to be because they know they're going to get the you know a lot of coverage, a lot of exposure, live stuff a lot of times from those guys that you know we're not going to be able to provide and you know providing a you know an assigned person or an escort for them absolutely. Now this girl that was with me, you know if I'd have been if I'd have been some liberal. Wacko job that was there ambushing people. Um, there's not much she could have done anyway, you know, other than, you know, call security, which that's what somebody's going to do anyway if you're doing that at their booth. They're going, they're going to say, you know, if I'm at, um, you know, Black Rain Ordinance and I'm sitting there uh, hitting them with all these ambush questions. Well, they're not gonna. It's not gonna take them long to figure out that I'm not really supposed to be there. They're gonna call security. They're gonna have me escorted out. Just as quickly as one of these little escort people. Right, right. Yeah, so the whole thing was completely bogus and bullshit. We weren't. And here's and here's the good news about that is is instead of the interviews and the videos, you know, live at the show. I was able to set up and schedule appointments for later on this year. So a lot of the people that I may have been able to interview there, we've got them set up, and we'll be able to do better, more in-depth interviews with those guys coming up, such as I was at, I went to the uh, National NRA Banquet. I was fortunate enough to get an invitation from the guys at Frontier Tactical, Scott and Nate. Thank you guys so much. Uh, You guys have seen our video on the Warlock system that those guys have. Uh, where you're able to change out your AR system to multiple calibers uh, with just a uh, twist of a nut. So, hey, mud girl, no comments on that. <laughs> uh, but Scott and Nate, thank you so much for that invitation. Uh, I got to sit at the table with them and their family and friends, and there was a lady there named Debbie, and she is the mother-in-law to Jason Redman. You know who Jason Redman is? So Jason Redman, he's a former U.S. Navy SEAL. He's a lieutenant, and he's the founder of the nonprofit organization called Wounded Wear, and he is the author of The Trident, The Forging and Reforging of a Navy SEAL Officer. Jason was shot seven times in the face and arms during a mission in Fallujah. And we're going to have Jason on to tell you guys about uh, you know, his story, what he's gone through, all the surgeries, and how he has not let that stop him. He's gone and he started this nonprofit, Wounded Wear. He's written the book. He's a national spokesman, uh, and he does a lot of motivational speaking as well. So this has afforded us the opportunity to get guys like Jason coming up on um, episodes. 
another guy that I ran into was uh, I was at uh, one of those concerts. Did you go to any of those concerts they were putting on during the show down in the, the lobby area, down no, in the no, food man. court area? I, I could barely find the food court half the time. <laughs> it's so hard for me to move around the show. So, uh, NRA, NRA country, they've got this uh, NRA country, and I guess they support a lot of the country music artists. So, Morgan Mills, which you guys have heard Morgan on our show before, she sings the theme song for the Universal Hunters TV show. Morgan was there performing, and they had put her in charge of all their social media, and she was introducing some of the acts, and one of the acts that was there was Daryl Worley. You guys know who Daryl Worley is? You know, you know who he is. He sings that that song "Have You Forgotten," very powerful song about 9/11. Yeah, I Yeah, awful beautiful life. He sings that song. Anyway, he's a huge country music artist. I got the opportunity to meet Daryl. And I just wanted to go up and get a picture with him, so I asked Morgan to introduce me and you know get a picture because my girlfriend uh, Pepper is a big country music fan. So uh, got went up, got a picture with him. Morgan started telling him what I do, and he's like, "Man, that sounds awesome." He said, "I'd love to do something like that." He's like, "Can I be on your show?" <laughs> I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you could be on my show, Daryl Worley." So. So Daryl Worley is going to be on an upcoming episode of Talking Lead. Uh, we're going to have to do something special with him. Probably do it from a range, maybe at Royal Range or something like that. Uh, but just made cool contacts like that this week. That you know, if I'd been worried about trying to get my content, I probably would have missed out on. So you know, it was kind of one of those double-edged swords things, I guess. So what kind of what kind of networking contacts did you guys make for some upcoming VSO stuff? Because I know you guys weren't just not doing anything while you were there. I mean, you were still networking, meeting people, talking with people, setting stuff up for later. You know, as far as the contacts are concerned, we spent a lot of time solidifying previous uh, relationships that we had kind of uh, started. Yeah. We spent a great deal of time there, but uh, yeah, we do have some things in the works uh, as far as uh, new stuff coming down the pipe. We've been sitting here. I know that the viewers, the listeners cannot see the video feed right now, but we're totally sitting here like fingering uh, a bunch of guns that just showed up uh, for for video purposes. So, uh, but we've got some we got some cool things coming. Um, most of them we can't talk about actually. So, unfortunately, you know, yeah. they haven't been released yet. So, you know, we'll have to look out for. Uh, the subscription fee from from the channel, uh, and they'll see those things come out when they come out. But that's kind of one of the things that we've been working uh, quite a bit here lately is working on stuff that is coming that has not yet been released. Uh, that's one of the things that we've been doing quite a bit of. So first scoops basically coming from the VSO Gun channel over here uh, that you you might see, but you may not see in the most timely manner from uh, other creators. So there you go. And to do that, they need to go visit you on. You can you can find us on uh, YouTube and on Full Thirty, the VSO Gun Channel. Very very simple. All you got to do is Google it. Pretty much, uh, we post everything to our Facebook and Instagram feeds too. Uh, usually, we'll have some kind of content rolling on those daily, uh, but we usually they go to. They go to full thirty and subscribe to you. Every, every time you do a new post, they get a, a like a notification, right? 
Yeah, yeah. They actually build, depends how you want it. So if you go over to YouTube, you get the YouTube subscription feed, right? But if you subscribe on Full30, you actually get notified by email that we've posted something. And you can basically watch your email feed and be like, yeah, they produced something I don't want to watch. Screw them, I'm not going to watch the video. Or, you know, it's not cluttering up your your, uh, your feed. You know what I mean? But you might see a topic that, that you know, you're interested in. And therefore, you know, you've got a direct link to it, you know, right there on your smartphone. So, um, we were at Big Big Three East together. You guys were there. Uh, thanks to you, I got the invitation. I appreciate that. Uh, had a great time there. And won the award. That's right, I did. I won I won Manufacturer's Choice Award, baby. Look, I have it right here handy. <laughs> yeah, so, just, just happened no, no. to have it there handy. No, that means I, I got you invited that I get a chunk you, of it. You won a Glock. I ensured that you won something. Yeah, I won a Glock. I did submit that paperwork. Have you got it yet? No, I haven't get it yet. I probably won't get it for months. I haven't got my AK yet either that I that I won. But I ran into Adam at Palmetto State there um, at NRA, and he was like, man, you haven't told me what furniture you want yet. And I'm like, that's what you're waiting on is what furniture I want? <laughs> Dude, I was um, like, you know, I'm sure whatever you send me, I'm going to change out anyway. So. Nah, man. The Polish red furniture that they've got at Palmetto, yeah. man, I'll tell you what, gorgeous. that stuff is so gorgeous. Like, I really like the 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 uh, the wood it's like a redder wood, but the, uh, the the wood on that palmetto, the Polish variant, yeah. just okay. Yeah, so the red, that's that's what he recommended that I get was the red, so that's probably what I'll be getting. The blonde really hides VSO. It hides right. VSO, is that what you're saying? Yeah, when you drag something behind a, behind a truck, it doesn't show up very, it doesn't show up very well. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. But as soon as you get mud in it, it just kind of sticks, so, yeah. The red's the way to go. Yeah, I could, but you know, he's, he's right because if you look at the furniture on my C39B2, it's like a darker red. It's uh, it's pretty jacked up. I mean, it, it, you can tell that it's been drugged. Yeah. Uh, but I asked them if they were going to do a stamp, or, uh, you know, they, the, the one that they offer now is a stamp variant. I asked them if they're going to offer a milled variant. Um, You're supposed to do that. Because they, they have milled trunnions yeah. in the gun. Yeah, both trunnions are milled. So, you know, there's a lot of people out there that hate cast onions. But uh, the thing that I really like about Palmetto's stuff is, I mean, I've built a ton of rifles from their uh, parts kits because they always have really big steels on their M4 stuff. Oh, yeah. But uh, they, they offer everything that they make. So all those rifles, they offer them as, uh, especially the AKs, they offer as barreled uh, receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can get an AK. Receiver with both trunnions already riveted in, uh, the well, the uh, rails already stock welded in, the barrel already pressed into the trunnion. Which is the part where you can hurt yourself. That way, you don't have to have any like specific heavy tools to build your own AK. Yeah, you can just pick up one of their barrel barreled actions and buy a surplus part kit, parts kit, and put them together. Very cool. Yeah, I'm just 
Yeah, I assume you guys will get that Z4 in so you can do some uh, TNE in on it. Yeah, um, we're talking to them about putting it on the schedule for testing and evaluation. We haven't gotten to that far yet. Uh, I need to actually follow up with Adam uh, to see if we can get it on the schedule. Yeah. It's a cool gun. Like, it, it, it's, it's really fun to shoot. Oh, uh, it was great. It was a, it was a great gun to shoot. I loved it. So based on first impressions, it's an awesome gun. I really like that it uses all AR-15 components mm-hmm. because except for the mag, I just have done it tactical response with a uh, flying rifle course, and I broke the charging handle on my gun. You know, the weak link of an AR-15 is the charging handle. So if if you're not using all mil spec components or not all AR-15 components with a rifle like that, if you break something, then you're at the mercy of the support department and whatever. I literally hopped on, I borrowed a charging handle from Don Numbers and tactical response and then sent him a new one. You broke, right a, you broke an AK charging handle? No, an AR-15 charging An AR-15. So you need to get the Devil Dog Concept side charger handle system. I think that the Palmetto direction, um, the way that they, they took the uh, the concept of the AR that takes AK Max, is it's really going the right way because unlike other manufacturers that everything's proprietary, um, you know, I can go to anyone and pick up a, you know, pick up an AK bolt from maybe 30 different manufacturers, I mean, an AR-15, uh, 7.62 by 39 bolt from any manufacturer and throw it in the gun and, you know, plug and play. Right. And that's really one of the biggest things that has made the AR so popular is people who can't afford to buy a $1,300 AR um, slowly build it, you know, one piece at a time. Start off with the base model, and then they can, as their budget allows, just keep keep upgrading, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Or they start with absolutely nothing, like we do here. <laughs> just parts and pieces. Buy an upper here, buy a lower there, buy a barrel here, butt stock there. Whoever has scratching debt. Yeah. We call those you know, Frankenstein builds. On scratching debt, uppers and lowers. Yeah. BCM has that first. Uh, Post a shot show sale where they, they take apart all the rifles that they, they had. That they had like people dropping and, and like changing optics on and all that stuff. You know, they've been through the massive community. So you get this receiver in and you basically dump, dunk it in like dirt and denatured alcohol to kill all the massive community filth that's all over it. All the Zika disease. <laughs> yeah, and you spray it with dirt and it looks brand spanking new. But you only pay like $10 or 10 or $20 for the damn thing. So. That's awesome. Of course, those are limited supply, of course. Oh, yeah. They're whatever they took to the show with them. They're probably already sold out of those. Oh, yeah. Right now, they're, they're gone. But, like, after Poma, they'll probably have a bunch. Um, yeah, they probably have a bunch now from their display at NRA. Yeah. So, because yeah. we all know that a few guns got dropped it, you know. I mean, that, I don't know why you would, you know, why do you have to do that now when you can, you can watch the sales on Palmetto State upper half for, for two ninety nine with a bolt carrier and charging handle. I told uh, when I met Adam at Palmetto Armory, I was like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and he's like, I'm so-and-so from Palmetto State Armory. I was like, I hate your website. And he looked at me kind of sideways like, like, what do you mean? I was like, I cannot leave for under $1,000. Right. I hate your website because it takes my money. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gave me a big old belly laugh after that one. He's like, yep. That's what I was. That's what I was telling him when I met him too. I was like, 
there's there's one time a year that I love, but at the same time I hate your website, and it's Black Friday. Yeah. That's that's when I do all of my component shopping is Black Friday during Black Friday in the New Year because that's when everybody has their just get rid of it lowest can be sales. Yeah, those are pretty dangerous, especially at Palmetto State because you're you're surfing your you need like a castle run or like a D10 or something like that, and you end up walking out with an entire rifle. Right, you're like, well, for that price, I could go ahead and start my my next build. I only need three more pieces for this build, but you end up buying, you know, 20 other pieces because you're like, well, for that price, I can go ahead and start my next build. Yeah, because, oh, look, it's complete M4 minus the mower. <laughs> minus the yeah, mower. $300. Yeah, you're kidding. 250 sold. Yeah, yeah, you're just like, shut up and take my money. I bought a castle nut and two more rifles. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, man, is you can buy rifles now cheaper than you can build a one. Well, here, and here's the thing, like, I remember when I built my first rifle, I was like 19 years old, and it cost me $1,200 to build it, and the thing is a piece of crap. Like, what you can get now versus what you can get then is just infinitesimally better. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's technology for us. So no, you can do homework. Technology yeah. continues to improve, and the quality of, of the components continues to improve. That's just going to be the nature of the beast as we move forward. Well, just because something is in mill spec doesn't mean that it's good. Oh, yeah, we had that discussion uh, a couple of episodes ago. It's like, mill spec's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> no, usually not. Yeah, but exactly. Standards. That's like the lowest it needs to be to yeah. not kill somebody, you know, not kill the operator. All right, so um, I've still got my shows from – the Big Three East, and these guys were at NRA also, the Triumph Systems guys, the Target guys. Did you guys meet them? Yeah, we uh, we met Jared Ogden and his crew. We've actually known them for longer than they've been with Triumph Systems. Right. Uh, Jared used to be the CEO of a, uh, of a previous client of mine. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up at Big Three with his, with his Target company, they launched the Target company at Big Three last October. We actually have a project coming up that is going to be using some of their some of their pop pack products. Awesome! Uh, but that's all the detail I can give on it now. More like, to come. Really cool guy. Very good guys. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, run that interview now for you leadheads. Uh, here's Jared and the guys from Triumph Systems. All right, leadheads. We are back at the 2016 Big Three East event, and I have the guys from Triumph System in now. And uh, these guys have a really cool target system and targets. You got you got the exploding bags too. You guys have that the uh, the pop packs. They're responsible for the people with all the little uh, orange and green and splotches over their pants <laughs> yeah exactly that stuff washes cool. out by the way absolutely and we're gonna we're gonna get to that so uh i have ken yes sir and i have jared yep and you guys have a whole nother big crew uh everybody's off doing some other things right now yep but uh, tell us a little bit about you guys um, um for our listeners sure uh, i'm the lead heads out there as we call them <laughs> my name's jared ogden used to be in the navy navy seal left the seal teams about four years ago uh, did some contracting trained a lot of law enforcement trained a lot of civilians and uh there was just a big difference in the kind of targets that we used in the seal teams and what is available for law enforcement and civilians so along this uh this journey trying to figure out what i want to do post navy 
Uh, I met some guys in St. Louis that were very much like-minded in terms of the Second Amendment and advocacy for firearms and good, safe training. And uh, these guys happen to be engineers and industrial designers, and, and uh, we saw an opportunity specific to the target category. Right. And uh, so we came up about a year ago. I quit my job. Okay. And uh, started doing this, you know, full time. And we brainstormed. So you knew this was it. Yeah, I, I, I had you just a call. Dropped the mic at the other place and said, "I'm on board 100, percent huh?" Bingo. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. So, uh, tell us about the product. Uh, well, Ken, Ken's background is pretty important. He's uh, yeah. actually an Army Reserve officer, and uh, one of those smart engineer types. There you go. He's able to to take cool ideas. So he's the egghead of the bunch. Is that right? Yeah. Bingo. That, that, that's correct. There you go. Okay. That and you wear that that crown proudly, right? Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. He owns it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so we were talking about the pop packs a little bit ago. Pop packs, okay. Pop packs. There we go. They're basically uh, little gustacid bags uh, that have different color biodegradable gel right. in them with a window, and the window's uh, you know a square, circle, or a, what is it, a triangle? It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> All the major geometric shapes you got in there. Yes, yeah, so, and and also numbers. Okay. So uh, most end users are just going to put this these up on a on on their target stand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then come back to the firing line and do call-out drills. So you're going to call out a different set of you know shapes, numbers, or colors. And your firing line is going to race to acquire uh, that target and mm-hmm. then engage. Uh, one of the big differences between you know doing it with pot packs and, and you see people doing it with paper. Right. Uh, and it, you know the, the paper drill is put one shot or put two shots on that whatever the designated target is. Right. With ours, you shoot until that thing is neutralized. Until it explodes. Instant feedback. It yeah, exactly. Instant feedback. A lot of fun. Uh, maybe one of the things that uh, we didn't necessarily anticipate with this product, how much kids love them. Oh, I yeah. Mean, the, ki- yeah. the kids love them. It's a great way to introduce uh, you know, youth shoot- shooters and mm-hmm. the new shooters to the sport and introduce all the nuances of uh, you know, right. shooting. Well, plus they're, they're the bright colors. So you know, somebody who's got guys like me, you know, for target acquisition, you're out target shooting. It makes it a lot easier to see too, you know. So it really pops and stands out. Yeah, and and uh, you know the the law enforcement snipers that we have relationships with. I mean, they're buying pot packs for their sniper training. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So you say they come numbered and colored. Is that right? Or does it like stickers you stick on there? Or yeah. They're, they're already predetermined. No, no. You you throw the stickers on as okay. you see fit. Very cool. And yeah. are these available now to the to the market? Uh, we got our first container coming. It'll land in about three weeks. Okay, so, so three weeks. So get, give me about uh, four weeks or so, and, mm-hmm. the, and they'll be available. Okay, and they come to your website to get those at this time, or are you going to have them in stores? Yeah, we're going to have them in stores, uh, independently owned institutional shops at mm-hmm. first, and then direct to consumer through our website, www.triumph-systems.com. There you go. And I'm sure you guys are on the social meds and all that. Too. Absolutely. Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Very cool. Yeah, just Triumph Systems. You'll just find Google us. Google it. Yeah. yeah. Google it. And then I got the, the cool little old Captain America looking shield uh, logo. I like that. Yeah, it's funny. We're, we walk through the streets, you know, wherever we are, uh, St. Louis, for example, and, and people that don't know us, don't know what Triumph Systems is, they come up to us, complete strangers, and they say, man, that's a really cool shirt. Where do you get that? I mean, people just like the logo. Yeah, that's my company, dude. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cool. How did you come up with the name? Um, well, we, we did a substantial amount of market research, and, and Ken led this initiative. 
Yeah, so uh, we came up with a name. Uh, part of it had to do with what, what we stood for, right? So what we wanted to do is we, we wanted a name that let people know that, that when you train, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the more training you do, the better you get, the better you get, the more triumphant you are. So whether you're a competition shooter and you want to build skill sets uh, there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the more training you do, the better you're going to be. And if we can make training more fun and more engaging, you'll be better there. So, <laughs> so for the defensive shooter, you know, when, you, you know when, when the consequences are the greatest, uh, that's when you need to be the most effective. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we'll talk probably about the pivotal trainer, but the pivotal trainer is really designed. To yeah, we haven't got to you meat and potatoes yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so building tools that make defensive shooters better defensive shooters uh, and so that they're triumphant. And, uh, you know, if you're a competitive shooter or you're a recreational shooter, mm-hmm. you know, we want you to be successful. We want you to be triumphant. And so, you know, we, the, our products are systematic. So triumph systems. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But we're all triumphant when they use your products, right? That's right. That's, That's right. right. And you guys are available worldwide, right? So people all over the world can order your product or not? Just in the United States right now? You know, it's, it's funny. We went to SHOT Show. We debuted that Big 3 East six months ago. Okay. And uh, just so much media buzz uh, and enthusiasm coming out of Big 3 East six months ago. Right. People knew who we, w- who we were when we showed up at SHOT. And uh, a lot of interest, a lot of overseas international interest in our products. So we will have overseas distribution. Awesome. Yep. Good deal. So uh, let's talk about your meat and potato product. The Pivotal Trainer. The Pivotal Trainer. Let's hear about it. Did, did you see that? Uh, I, I did. Did you see our demonstration? I did. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yep. Well, it's, uh, it's a mobile turning target system. Uh, it has two modes of operation, a manual mode where you know I can shoot behind, uh, stand behind the shooter and control when and how it turns. And then if you're training by yourself or if you're an instructor and you're training a student and you want to focus all your attention on the actions taken by the student, you, you put that in, in random mode. Right. And in random mode, you first select if you're going to train from the low ready or the high ready, or if you're going to train from a concealed or holstered position. Okay. Uh, and then the, the remote control is going to ask you, how long do you want the target to present itself? So it starts at one and a half second target presentation, and then it goes up from there. So you, you can program, it's programmable, basically. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you can do it's, all it's kinds very, of different random intuitive. scenarios. What's that? You can do all kinds of random scenarios with yep. that then. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Yeah, the whole thing, uh, you know, sets up in, a, in less than five minutes, breaks down yeah, in less than five minutes. I was going to say, it's probably compact, you know, yeah, transportable. Yeah, it weighs 13 pounds. And then just kind of a unpack, pop it up kind of deal. Yeah, yep. exactly. And one of the things that uh, that Jared uh, was starting to, to get to is that the way it's set up, and turn, turning target systems uh, aren't a new thing. We, you know, we, we didn't invent turning target systems. Those have, those have been around for a bit. Right. People understand the value of that sort of training tool. Sure. What we've done is we've made ours uh, have threat and no threat sides so that you can do target discretion drills. Okay. Uh, you can make sure you're shooting the right target um, You know, in a stressful situation. We build that stress right. in. Quick recognition of what's threat, what's not a threat. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been around the world and around the country, all, you know, all the different training facilities. and been I, a lot of I, boats, haven't you? In a lot of boats, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, but one of the training scars that I see is people, whether they're from the low ready, high ready, or the holster, they present their weapon and they shoot. Mm-hmm. And so when this turns and it's a guy with a camera or a mom with a baby, that motion of the target turning is going to uh, trigger you to present your weapon. And as you're presenting your weapon, you got to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Ken said discretion. You got to use discretion and have the finger discipline not to squeeze that trigger. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as far as the price point on these things go, what, what are we looking at? Uh, three ninety nine ninety nine, okay. four hundred bucks for the pivotal trainer. And what all comes with that? 
Everything that you saw at the frame, the motor, the target hanger, the ballistic deflector, and the remote control. Okay. Talk about the ballistic deflector um, for our listeners. Here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, the most important, uh, the most expensive part on that is the motor. Right. Hands down. So we absolutely wanted to protect it. Uh, so with our ballistic plate, you know, and, and most people are going to train with their pistol, nine mil ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to guarantee it for, you know, one shot with your nine mil and, uh, and once you do that, the integrity is degraded. Right. Uh, throw it away. Stop training. But I, I, come to the website, buy a new one. It's probably not something you're going to want to be shooting at. So it's just like you know, random Eric shots or something like that that might hit it. To what you're talking about? Yeah, it's it's like up top, right? It's yeah, away from if you hit it where you're actually supposed if, to be shooting. If you hit the ballistic deflector, you threw it around. Okay. And it's going to happen. Yeah. And I have a theory that uh, when we get these, you know, on, when we get these on occasion, it's not going to be the guy that you know, sends us the email. It's mm-hmm. going to always be his buddy. His buddy my did buddy shot. My buddy shot. The oh, deflector. yeah. It wasn't me. It was him. It wasn't me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My girl was shooting, and... Uh, <laughs> You're not going to believe what she did. You're not going to believe this. But hey, but, damn. you know, that, that deflector's a, a lot cheaper uh, than the motor. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then on the website, we'll have available uh, upgradable, like, steel armor. So if you if you want to upgrade it to a, to a tougher uh, uh, steel plate, we'll have that stuff available there. Okay. Very cool. Now, you guys have these cool-ass Cryptek Triumph system shirts on. Can people get a swag on your website, too? Hats and yeah, shirts? Yeah, we'll, we'll start with T-shirts and hats, probably. Awesome. You know, And if you buy directly from us, we're going to throw in a bunch of uh, you know swag. Nice. We want people putting our stickers on their trucks and gun Hell cases yeah. and safes. Hell yeah. yeah. So we didn't talk about the, uh, the price point on those um, pop packs. Is that right? Did I get it right? Pop packs, uh, bingo. Pop yeah. pack, thank you. Yeah. What what did we talk about on those? Uh, a carton of twelve for seventeen ninety nine. Seventeen ninety nine. Yep. And how big are those, roughly? No, I mean about the size of a Caprison. Or do they maybe vary? a little bit smaller? Okay. But do you have different sizes? All the same size right now. Okay. Yep. Plans in the future for varying the sizes on those? We are going to listen to the retailers. We are going to listen to the consumers and uh, we'll see if there's a an actual demand for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we're we're going to see where where do, where do you want to take this? Yeah. You know. What do you want what, next? What, what do you want next? How, how do you want this product to evolve? Very cool. Do you have some things in the works right now? Some some additional? Anything you talk about? Um, we got some. Maybe hints. We have some. This is the show for exclusives. So, I mean, <laughs> if you want to drop something, let's drop it right now. Fair let's enough. Let's do it. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, a little bit too early. We don't, we don't make announcements until we lock up IP, uh, gotcha. intellectual property. Right. But we've got some, uh, some good things Understood. cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just know that when you do have that ready come here first you got it you got let's, it let's drop it here I, I will say this we we will always out innovate our competition innovation's where it's at and that's yep. what our lead heads lead heads know uh what this show's about it's about ingenuity it's about innovation it's about you know usefulness you know yep. people that are bringing the new stuff evolving this industry making it better dedicated to making it better yep. yeah and that sounds like what you guys are are doing you know it's it's fascinating we appreciate that well um there's so many similarities between the military, the SEAL teams, and, and, and this world that I'm now living in, consumer products. In the military, we call this, you know, when you out-innovate uh, in the private sector, in the military, we call that the OODA loop. The OODA loop. You know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Observe, orient, decide, and act. That's right. Our, if, and OODA if our OODA loop is faster than the competition, we're going to win that gunfight. That's right. We're going to be triumphant. I like that. You've worked that perfect, man. It's like you, you've done that before, hadn't you? Yeah. <laughs> He's just that good on the stone. That was a perfect segue. <laughs>
All right. So, so there's another product that you guys have that uh, we almost forgot to talk about. And I thought it was probably one of the coolest targets that were out there. I was well, thank a, you. I was having a blast with it, shooting it with the little Bond arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're little Derringers. Yeah, that was cool as hell. I love doing that. <laughs> well, the, what are so those? What are those uh, targets called? What are those? So it's actually a family of products. That's the Threat Down series. Um, so what you saw out there, threat we got down, Threat okay. Down Zombie, Threat Down Terrorist, TD, and then the, the Threat Down Silhouette, okay. which is just, uh, you know. I was wearing that zombie out, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't so, have them just so right. Describe those, describe those for our listeners. Okay, it's a, it's a two-dimensional standard size target, um, but the vital organs are filled with uh, little gel capsules. It's like a little honeycomb kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and, and all the little honeycomb gel capsules are independent of one another. So say your first shot is low and on the lung, you're only going to affect that one cell that you impacted. You're not going to bleed the entire organ out. Right. How many honeycombs are on that thing? Oh, I, I think it's in somewhere between 80 and 100. Yeah, there, there's quite a few. And, oh, you know, wow. we, we maximize okay. the real estate on that target. And there's grids in the corners. And those well. are roughly what size? Two feet by three feet, Two roughly. Feet. Okay. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Two by three. Maybe a little bit smaller. Stan- standard, you know. Standard size target. Right. So, what are those going to retail for? What do they retail for? So, are those, those available now? Those will be available in a, in a couple months. Yeah, they'll be available sometime in July. Sometime in July. Yep. Okay. As will the pivotal trainer. Pivotal trainers will be available in July. Okay. So, you know, almost in time for uh, Halloween, so people can get their zombie <laughs> targets and whatnot. And well, you got it. You got to train for their zombie, for zombie hunting before Halloween. Well, that's true. You, you got gotta to train before. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta be ready. that's a perfect release date, July. So people get trained up for. October. Well, and, and also it's perfect for July because the 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 gel inside is uh, blue and red, and the ah. background's white. So Fourth of July, red, white, and blue. Bam! The more you shoot, the more patriotic. Patriotic. You are. Bingo! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was that by design? Um, actually, I, sure. I didn't even. Yeah. Yes. The, yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> America. America, my God. So what what would you expect to pay for one of those? Um. Looking at that, I would say they're probably around well, you know, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. Around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. You nailed it. I'm good, man. Yeah, price is right. Yeah, <laughs> watch it every morning. Come on. <laughs> so I want to ask you guys uh, a couple of off-topic questions, and you know, don't be alarmed. All right. Okay. And first thing comes to your mind. Okay. And I'll start with Jared. Okay. When it comes to pop culture. What's your go-to, whether it be a movie, a book, a magazine, a TV show, maybe a song that's gun-related? I'm horrible at pop culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I so I guess probably uh, Metallica one. There you go. Yeah. I knew you, I knew you would go to a song. Favorite, favorite album, Metallica S&M. There you go. I love that album. I'll also get you pumped up, don't it? It does. Hells yeah. 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 Team guys usually pick songs over any of that other stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, I got one for you. Sure. You don't get the same one. But if oh, you, do you okay. want to answer that one? Uh, you know, I, it go would, ahead. It probably, probably right now, it would probably be Walking Dead. Right on. <laughs> Talking Lead, Walking, Walking Dead. dead. Yeah, right. Thread Down Zombie. Thread down. <laughs> I, I, I practiced for that question. Okay. Because I knew it rhymed. There you go. Awesome. All right, so next one is, let's do bucket list. So what would be your bucket list whether it be firearm, uh, vehicle, piece of gear that uh, that you would want, price be damned, you know, laws be damned. What would you own right now? Oh wow! I, well, you got to have where you die. T- 
ton of C4. So it was, I was <laughs> right on. That's the first time anybody said that. <laughs> well, so I was uh, I was an engineer branched officer. Yep. Uh, in the National Guard and uh, and playing with C4 is something that I, I miss dearly. Playing so, with C4. So I would say I, I would say that. the ability to own and go out in my backyard and, and shape uh, shape some charges and blow shit up. Like in Caddyshack, you're making little squirrels and little right. rabbits and <laughs> blow stuff up. Not I mean, stuff. Right. I'll bleep it. Don't worry yeah, about right. it. Yeah, I'll bleep <laughs> that stuff. What about you? Mine's uh, kind of out there. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I would expect that from you. Yeah. yeah. I Probably first time anyone's ever said a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon? Yeah. Hmm. And why would you go with a hot air well, balloon? Well, it would need to come with a pilot just so, I, <laughs> just so that I can go up anytime I want and jump out. Okay. I've never done a hot air balloon jump, and I mean, that's a bucket list thing I want to do. There you go. And it's a, it's a good way to, I mean, it's not a fast way to get off the X, but it's a, it's a way to it's get off the way. X. It's another way. Absolutely. It's redundancy That's in right. addition to the other ways I have to get off the X. You don't have to rely on a lot of uh, other sources that may not be available to you. Right. That That's a good good answer. That's the first time, too. <laughs> I like that one. Very good. Well, guys, I really appreciate you being here at the uh, Big 3 East event. Uh, you definitely uh, make it uh, one of the best that I've ever been to. Uh, it's my first time here you see you came six months ago so yeah that was our first time not your first rodeo but uh looking forward to it and look forward to the next one i know it's gonna be even bigger and better and more awesome yes awesome sauce are you going to uh concealed carry expo or nra annual meeting nra yeah okay we'll see you there be at nra yeah definitely in Uh, fact we're we're hosting a range event a media range event the day before so okay offline we'll get you all the information absolutely yeah we'll do that cool all right guys let's go shoot let's do it all right. Thank you. Good job, guys. All right. Good interview with those guys. Um, wish I could have done a little more with them at NRA, but again, you know, we were kind of butt hurt over the whole <laughs> the whole escort thing. But uh, I plan on doing some more with those guys in the future as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Did uh, now you guys are planning on going in October, right? You're going back to Big Three. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll be there. Um, you know, the event grows every single time. We were down there. There's one building in the middle of the sticks, and a whole bunch of mosquitoes, no air conditioning, and solar power. Uh, heck, even the toilets ran off of solar power, which I don't know if you've ran a solar power toilet before, but I can't imagine it worked very well. Yeah. It was so shitty. Um, <laughs> Literally and figuratively. But I read all this stuff for this is going to tell me. lines. of the hangar and the, uh, the, 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 uh, the meeting room where you were set up. You know, they, that meeting room where you were set up used to be the presentation room. Oh, I know. Man, I can't imagine that. Before that, the, uh, the bunkhouse where the writers had the capacity to stay was the presentation room. Oh, my gosh. That was like yeah. half the size of the room I was in. Yes. So there's like this next time around, the whole rifle range did not exist a year ago. Yeah. In the back, the main range, it used to be just a berm in the back that you shoot some pistols at with a plate rack. And then the front was like 50 yards of, I mean, you can go back in time and on the on our playlist from Big Three and watch the evolution of the range. Yeah. The long range tower was put in about a year ago. Which, so much has changed there. I didn't get a chance to use the long range tower this time, so oh. I'm I'm going to spend a lot of time on that in October. Yeah, you should. It's
it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna use uh, I think we're gonna schedule something with Bill Alexander. He's got a new variant of his Wolfbrick coming out that we're gonna want to play with. So awesome. Yeah, so we're gonna spend some time up there with him. Speaking of, um, did you hear the news about Mossberg buying the patent for the drop-in triggers? I saw this. Whatever. And suing all the other companies is that is there is that fact? I, I, I read the article. I don't know how verifiable it is, but it just seemed really like like Mossberg was just whenever companies do this, it just irritates me. Like because this is how we stifle innovation, right? You know, when when a company goes around and and sues the crap out of everybody for for improving on their Pat- product, yeah, patent infringement. Stuff. But here's the thing, C- it was CMMG, right, who owned the original patent. Yeah. Mossberg bought the patent from them. Did they buy all the CMMG or did they just buy that patent? I, they just bought the patent. Okay. Yeah, Mossberg did not buy CMMG. Okay. See, I, again, I didn't see this article or anything. I was just talking to some people at, at NRA, and uh, this came up, and I was like, holy cow. So they're going around to, like, Elfman. They're going to, is it Timony? They're going to go to Timony. They're like got all these people that have these other drop-in triggers, and I don't know if they're suing them or not, but that's just what I heard. So I was uh, the, the article that I read said that they are suing all those people, like they all got sued like all at once. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you got to be kidding me! Like, right. really? It, why don't you know? And I'm going to speak directly to Mossberg for a second. How about instead of cycling into innovation in the industry that other people are willing to put money towards? And really improve a system that has become one of the most popular shotguns in the world. Rather than trying to stifle those people, why don't you actually try and innovate something for a change that you haven't done in 50 years? Maybe if you did that, then you wouldn't have to sue everybody that's trying to improve your product. That, that's what I, I don't understand their end game. Why would they buy this patent? And if they got some like lawyers that have nothing better to do, and they like, hey, if we bought this patent, we could sue all these people and potentially get all this money. Or is it just to sue and say, hey, from this point forward, cease and desist? Now, I don't know what kind of lawsuit it is, but are they seeking past damages? I don't know. But I agree with you. Is you know, it's a good way to stifle innovation and um, you know hurt hurt the industry as a whole. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I pretty much said my piece on it. I, yeah. I'm kind of irritated the situation. Yeah, be more kind of more news on that to come as we discover the, the true nature of what this is all about. Well. You know, I I don't want to have to give you a bunch of material that you then have to edit. <laughs> you know, I'll probably say some uncouth things. Oh, that's fine. Well, all right, guys, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to be on today and uh, talk a little bit of NRA, talk a little bit of AKs. When I get my new segment going, I definitely need to get you guys on. Uh, I'm going to do a segment once a month dedicated to AKs. Um, I'm not a, a, a savant with the AKs. Obviously, I, I'm an AR guy. I know a lot about ARs. Uh, but the AK platform is something that I want to get more involved with and learn more about. So I thought, what better way than to just do a monthly segment on the show and have smart guys like yourselves and, uh, you know, maybe get Joe Mo on here and um, some other – Jane Jaeger and maybe <laughs> – You just lost all your credibility. Yeah, we're, we're not smart guys. <laughs> but, no, uh, that sounds like fun. You know, that is something I could, I could be into. I've been – Digging pretty heavy into the AKs lately too. I'm really digging 762 by 39. It's it's a it's a fun shooting gun. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, some manufacturers, as we mentioned, have even.
pressing hard on the on the uh, the ARs that use AK Max. You know, it, it's not something that's usually been done before. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of lot of things there, and uh, you know, we're, we'd be happy to go along and, and journey with you on learning about AKs. We even have a playlist on our uh, channel for that is called Learning About AKs. Okay. So, well, definitely, uh, once I get that started, uh, get you guys involved with that. Uh, just a real quick update, Leadheads, on the, the giveaway. Uh, I still am in the process of organizing that. Uh, I have been giving some Glock stuff away as I, as I run into Leadheads uh, out in public. Uh, I've been hooking them up with uh, some Glock hats and Nalgene bottles and patches and uh, just all kinds of stuff that Glock set us up with. So uh, make sure you guys go to Glock and thank them all the swag that you guys are going to be getting. Still got tons of Glock stuff to give away. Uh, Aculus Defense has put up some stuff. Palmetto State, Cobalt Kinetics, Nordic Components, Dipstick, Cantu Bruner, Colt has even donated some stuff for the for the giveaway. Uh, Apex Tactical, Devil Dog Concepts. We're going to be giving away one of their hard chargers. Uh, Tactical Walls, one of their hideaway clocks. Keltec, uh, and several other companies. So stay tuned. Uh, in celebration of our 150th episode and some milestones that we're getting ready to reach in our social media and YouTube, uh, we're going to have lots and lots of cool stuff to give away. So stay tuned for that. I'd like to thank all our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. Got to have uh, dinner. Me and Casey Griggs uh, met Zach and some of the guys there at Nordic Components. And uh, they've got some cool stuff in the in the works. They've got a three-gun competition coming up in June. Hopefully we'll be able to attend that and uh, keep you guys posted on that. Cobalt Kinetics. Check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. Check out their, they've got seven patents on their AR-15 platform system. They've got an auto mag drop. They've got a bolt lock back. They've got a dual drop system. Their buffer system. Check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. Uh, they've got the Evolve, they've got the Edge, and they've got the new Black Rifle. Check them out. you got to check out their uh, stuff at the SHOT Show. I, I like uh, the stuff. They just uh, they have not gone around to to getting to us yet, so I don't know. You need to get one of those. I think you'd, you'd like it like it a lot. No, I think I would. I think I really would. Uh, Multicam, multicampattern.com. Thanks to Ernesto for hooking us up with that uh, new wrap for the vehicle. And then all our sponsors on the vehicle. I know I'm going to forget somebody and leave somebody off, but I'll get back to you. Who we got? We got Nordic Components on there. We got Cobalt Kinetics on there, obviously. Uh, we've got uh, Apex Tactical is going to be on there. Uh, US Seasog is going to have a spot on there. Um, oh my gosh, who all? I'm forgetting everybody right now. Caltech. Graphic Effects, those are the guys who actually uh, put the wrap on for us, thanks to Barry and the gang over there at uh, Graphic Effects in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, of course, Multicam, Multicam Black. And then we've got Mission 22 and our buddies over at Sheepdog Impact Assistance representing them on the wrap as well. And uh, we've got several more to come, so uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Thanks to all you leadheads that uh, make this show possible. Uh, be sure that you go and visit all of our sponsors, uh, their Facebook page, social media pages, and their websites. Support those companies that support us and make this show possible for you guys.